Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. Today we're talking about Sonic and the Black Knight. Is it Sonic and the Black Knight? Yeah, it's Sonic and the Black Knight. It's not Sonic the Black Knight, no. It's not Sonic in the Black Knight either. He's like technically Arthur in the allegorical way. That's a spoiler. Today I'm, well, not really. I mean... If you understand, well, anyway. Today we're going to be talking about Sonic and the Black Knight. And I'm joined by my co-host, Isaiah. Hello. And Charlie. Hi. And I'm Steven, by the way. And we like yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. So that's why we did this to <laughs> that's ourselves. That's true. We do like Sonic the Hedgehog. So. Kick us off, Charlie. <laughs> Not kick yeah. us off, but like, you know. We don't I'm kick us out. kicking you off the podcast. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen eventually. So Sonic and the Black Knight is the second game in the Sonic storybook series. Which, did the first game have that label on it? I know, because Black Knight has the label on the box. Did the first one have that? Uh, I don't know if it has it on the box, but I'm pretty sure they had announced that concept. Right, they're like, okay, it was just like, it's just like, yeah, we're this now. I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, this is the second one in the storybook series. It's on the Wii. It's uh, Sonic in Arthurian legend with all the fun stuff that comes with it. And it looks nice. You get a nice little violin track for a main theme that kicks off the intro. And the best part is you don't hear it every five seconds. <laughs> That's there's highly actually, ideal. There's unique music for, like, the menu and for the victory screen. You're not hearing make-believe or whatever it is. Every single menu has a different, like, song with a different melody. Including every single sub-menu in the options menu. Yeah. You, yeah, <laughs> but everything sounds all Celtic and fun, and you're going through the forest yeah. and the castles <laughs> and the dragons and all the cool stuff like that. You got swords, you got stuff you can pick up off the ground. Well, kind of. You just kind of be like, oh, you got something, then you identify it. We can talk about that later. But it Sonic has a sword. Yeah, I was going to say, in, in case, like, this is the game where Sonic the Hedgehog has a sword. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, the only motion control. There's, like, the entire game isn't dependent on motion controls like Secret Rings is. And you have a nunchuck, so you can use that to move yourself and not have to worry about hopping with the Wii Remote, yeah. shaking a stick. I think the shortest way to describe this game is what if Sonic and the Secret Rings was better and Sonic had a sword? Yeah. What if Shadow the Hedgehog but no guns? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just Sonic Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> but Sonic Adventure doesn't have swords unless you count Big the Cat's fishing pole. <laughs> he wields it. And mightily. that does have a gun in it. Can I say Gamma's Blaster? Can I say the entire soundtrack is excellent for this game? Yeah, the yes. whole thing. There's like not a single bad song in this entire soundtrack. I'm gonna be honest. I've I've had it, the most I've been playing this game. I've had it like slightly muted because I was getting tired of hearing Sonic die, <laughs> which is a more recent phenomenon. Yeah. And then the set. And then also I was just like in my basement, so I have a record player and I just want to listen to my records. You sometime. should just listen to the Sonic and the Black Knight soundtrack. Yeah, because it's I'm gone really from good. Those days, I tried listening to like the Sonic Unleashed and Sonic Lost World soundtracks, but I'm just losing it now. So during during one of the final cutscenes, there's a song that plays that's just "It Doesn't Matter," but they like re-recorded it to be that's crazy. To, they re-recorded it to to be like the guitars and stuff that they're using for this game soundtrack, so that's that it crazy. like fits in a little better. And it like took me a second to recognize it. It's it's crazy. It's I much good. prefer it to the original version. Yeah. I mean, they've also got, like, in um, 
One of the options menus is just, it doesn't matter, but it's with a violin and it's slower. And it's very nice. Yeah. It fits, I mean, they modified that version of the song to just fit the rest of the menu navigation music. Yeah. Which is all, like, a lot more lighthearted than the rest of the music in the game in general. All of the options menu navigation and stuff like that sounds very soothing and calm. Yeah, and all the stage music is like, it's, it's, is it Celtic Rock? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Celtic Rock is like, not that. This is just like kind of Celtic folk, I would say. The thing that's important also is that Celtic Rock has vocals frequently. And that's true, not. yeah. So, none of the levels. I mean, Night of the Wind could be Celtic Rock. I don't even think it is, though. No, that song is just like, basically regular sonic music, more or less. <laughs> there are, like, uh, the boss songs have lyrics. The like fight the night and oh uh, yeah but those songs again those fit more just the regular sonic music like all of the vocal tracks in this game are pretty much just regular sonic music that is like a slight spin in the vocals yeah like they're not sung the exact same way that most of the other sonic vocal tracks are but there's not a lot of difference compared to the regular level music which has you know the european medieval mood to it so would you describe this game's gameplay like uh, sword notwithstanding, would you describe it as like similar to Secret Rings in like the way that it operates where excuse me, uh, where you're you're kind of moving along a lane and you can strafe left and right across that lane and like you can duck or not duck, you can jump and then you can do a homing attack and you can do a ground stomp. Was ground stomp in Secret Rings? I can't remember honestly. I like no, my time <laughs> maybe. I remember us talking about what an incredible boon the ground stop was in Sonic Unleashed. Well, that game is designed to make it fun, whereas Secret Rings was not, for sure. Like, there was no reason to use it if it was available other than just getting back to the ground so you could start running again, but, you know. Yeah. I feel like it's the same It's the same kind of thing in Black Knight, where that ground stomp does a lot. It, I think it's more useful because of positioning yourself with the enemies. Yeah. Well, and also, in later stages, there's some platform shenanigans. Uh, I do think the the platforming in, in this game is maybe a little worse, but... Uh, I think that the I platforming mean... in Secret Rings probably would have gotten worse if you had played it longer. <laughs> That's probably true. What you're talking about yeah. is like... What you're talking about is literally post-game content for this game. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The final levels definitely have really bad platforming. It's, it's very, very frustrating. Uh, but so you use the control stick instead of the motion controls from Secret Rings, uh, right. control stick of the nunchuck, uh, and I think like acceleration starts off pretty slow, and there are some RPG mechanics so you can improve them. Uh, there, uh, here's how you accelerate: jump. That's true. <laughs> yeah, if you jump and then land, it's that accelerates you faster than holding forward. I believe you have to unlock that though. No, it, it starts out already a little bit there. It just you're talking, gets You're talking about the wind boost when you jump and then hit the ground? Yeah. Yeah. You have to unlock that. You just unlock it very early. Oh, okay. Could have sworn. Night of the wind. Yeah, you are the you are the, oh, yeah. the knight of the wind. This game has a talking sword. Well, <laughs> this game has a lot of things. So, and if you shake the Wii remote, uh, you will uh, attack with the sword. And all of the enemies in this game, homing attacks don't hurt them, but hitting them with the sword does. Uh, but there's a there's a move you can do where you can like, in the air you'll you'll swing with the sword and you'll do this little like vertical 
spin, I guess I should say, where you're holding your sword and slash through enemies. It's just the same as like a spin jump from any other Sonic game, but there's a sword attached to Sonic at this point. <laughs> yeah, which is a good bit. Uh, and if you homing attack and shake like, Im- like immediately after each other, uh, you will like be doing that attack while you're rushing towards an enemy. And you can even like chain through enemies that way, which is very satisfying to do. It also has a little bit of auto-aim on it, kind of like the, not the light speed dash, but like the enemy attack version of that. There are a couple different attacks you can use, which I don't think the game ever, like, tells you. Uh, If you're running and you swing, you'll slow down a little bit to swing and you can do a combo. Uh, But if you're standing still... It pretty much halts you for the most part. I think it, like, it generally, it, it doesn't destroy all of your speed. Unless you stop holding forward. Uh, well, At least okay. that's my experience. In my experience, if I like run towards a guy and attack him, it pretty much removes all of the momentum. If I just swing while I'm running at nothing, maybe it doesn't stop. But like when you get to a dude, it, it kind of stops the momentum. It, when, when you're in front of a dude who like has a shield out, a lot of times it'll stop your momentum just because the shield will block the attack. And they'll keep shoving you. Well, They that... will keep shoving you. But also, like, if you want to, I don't know, it just, I, I don't remember there being, like, a dash attack. It was just, you run up to a guy, and then you get running again after you hit through them. Because it's, when you attack, you move forward a little bit, if that's what you're referring to. That's that's true. Just jump slash, that's what I, that's what I do, like, <laughs> yeah, like that's the other thing. 90% of the time. That is kind of the only move you need to know how to do, but I would like to say that... If you are standing still and you, like, hit forward and attack at the same time, you'll do, like, a little, like, thrust forward. Uh, and there's also a bit where you can, like, if you're holding back, you can do, like, this little uppercut thrust, I guess. Uppercut thrust. Upper- <laughs> yeah. When you say uppercut thrust, do you just mean, like, an upwards jab? Uh, it, it, like, launches you into the air. It launches you? Oh, so you just mean that you do, like, an upward swing. Yeah. Not a thrust. Not a thrust. Okay, cool. Do you know what a thrust is? I don't remember what the animation is, is oh, the bit. Okay. Is that I so actually don't remember what it looks like. I only remember the mechanical importance, which is that it gets you in the air. Uh, and if you're fighting an enemy that takes more than one hit, it will also get them into the air. Uh, I've never used that at all ever before. It's it's really only relevant against bosses. Uh, Wait, which boss is that relevant for? Uh, it's it's relevant for the Lancelot uh, second fight. Oh, if you say so. <laughs> which you only unlock after beating the post game. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't <laughs> ever remember like Charlie said when you do the dash or the homing attack and then swing your sword, like it beats everything. Yeah. So so you don't need to know most of the moves in the game. Uh, a A swing and you've beaten the game. If you're playing it casually, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, As that opposed was to like, playing this game professionally? That's what I do. It mm. sounds like it, dude. You're talking about all of the problems <laughs> of the game being in like the last two levels that you unlock? <laughs> uh, so that's, well, that's pretty much the whole gameplay. Yeah, the basic well, gameplay, I should say. It can largely be broken down as a cleaned-up version of Sonic and the Secret Rings gameplay, but you have a sword as well. Yeah. It also feels like they added interacting with things to this game because Secret Rings, most of the obstacles you just kind of had to like avoid as opposed to get rid of. That's true. Uh, there are some. So there, there are some. Obviously, there's enemies in the game, but there are also just like 
villagers. They're just like NPCs that will walk in the way, and if you slash at them, uh, your sword will yell at you, and you'll I lose think... points. Okay, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of cute. And sometimes they have like a little like speech bubble on top of them, and you can hit a button to give them money, and they'll give you a present. Well, you have to hit like two or three buttons. Well, that's true. Time event. It's a quick time event. I think he's referring specifically to you have to hit the button to initiate the conversation, which is the oh, Z right. button on the on the nunchuck. I think it's yeah. The, the oh, C I should mention Z. also the Z button blocks. You will never use it, except for boss fights. And that one you do actually use in boss fights, as that's opposed true, to yeah. the like ground attacks. <laughs> I forgot to block ever. No, actually that's not true. I think I did use them for the boss fights. It's pretty useful against Arthur and also Percival. Yeah, I think Percival I used it a few times. Percival will wreck your shit if you're not blocking. I found that it was most useful against Percival and Gawain. I never blocked Gawain. Did you? Were you using the homing attack slash against Gawain? Uh, the homing attack slash, usually they block that. Oh, so I, I see. Okay, yeah. so you wait for them to start attacking, then you homing attack slash. Yes. All right. Well, well, oh, okay. Are you no, saying I, yes? This, that's is, what you... this is me saying yes, I understand. Oh, okay. I was like, it doesn't sound like you did that because you don't have to block Gawain <laughs> at all. Uh, so let's let's talk about uh, item identification and all that. Alrighty. So, okay. I've got to, I'm just going to do break some fourth wall right now. Uh, uh -oh. The AC in my apartment just kicked on and there's a balloon that I got for Valentine's Day and it's a little bit deflated. So now it, like hangs in that middle space you know it's like still floating for sure but it's not on the ceiling yeah and when the ac kicks on it just like gets pushed towards my microphone so there's just like <laughs> a big frog directly in front of me holding roses and it keeps bumping into the microphone and it's making it very hard to focus oh man <laughs> anywho this game features a system that rewards you for fighting enemies and interacting with the npcs that you can give rings to and those will both get you items, and you also just get a few items for completing a mission no matter what. And at the end of a mission, based on how well you performed, and a few other factors that we'll get into in a little bit, you can unlock some items. And you'll see a list of the items that are available to you, and then the amount of points that you can spend to identify them, and you only get to keep the ones that you paid to identify. Right, it's types of items, not necessarily the items themselves. Right, you'll see, like... Silhouette versions of the items, like a sword represents weapons, and a helmet represents armor, and then rings represent jewelry in general. Sometimes it's just something circular. Yeah, so for example, there is a food category that features stuff like bread and cheese, but also there is a ring that when you reveal it, it's an onion ring, and there's a ring that when you reveal it, it's a donut. <laughs> it's a donut is not a ring. <laughs> is it? Is it ring-shaped? It's a ring. Boom. Yeah. Also, it's another note, one of the items that you can identify, one of the food items, is a chili dog. And also, in the introductory cutscene for this game, once you start up a file, Sonic teleports to the Arthurian realm with two chili dogs in tow. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a very good bit of him like landing on his face, which I think is probably my favorite Sonic recurring gag. Uh... And then he, like, gets up, and he looks up, and he has to run to catch his chili dogs. <laughs> He's like, this is more important than finding out where I am, is saving the chili dogs. Doesn't he also lose one of the chili dogs? Yeah, and it made me so upset, because he went through so much effort to protect it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Sorry, I just, like, that was, like, like ten full years of emotions that I had been saving up. It's the first on-screen death in a Sonic game. As, as, as a kid, I saw that scene, and I was like, oh, man, it's really cool the way he tosses one chili dog up in the air and then runs around and then, like, defeats all the enemies and then ends up where he started and catches the chili dog and then eats it. And then for the second chili dog, he just freaking drops it. And I'm like, you. This hurts me. It's the only chili dog in this time period. It actually except, is, except that you sometimes pick them up in the identification <laughs> process for some yeah. reason. <laughs> what if you could only pick up one of them through the identification process, and it's the one Sonic dropped? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a dirty chili dog. He's like, and the chili dog's like, "Hey, remember me, bitch." <laughs> there are unique items that you can only identify once, and. I, from what I remember, I only got one chili dog, so this is possible. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I distinctly remember getting a chili dog, but I don't remember ever getting a second one. Yeah, but there are other unique items that you can get, like tomes that will tell you about actual Arthurian legends. Yeah. So you can go into the gallery and then read them, and that's pretty neat. And there are also items that you can identify that will turn into pieces of equipment. Frequently the books and the rings do this, but there are some others that have abilities as well. Like you can get potions that will revive you with some rings if you die, which is usually not super helpful, but I could see situations in which it might be if you're having a hard time with the combat. Yeah. It could get yeah. you through a boss fight easier. And then there are also items you can equip that allow you to get more points for identification or identify things for cheap, so if you're going for a specific item, that might be useful for you. For the most part, like, the items you identify are not really, like, useful. I think the most useful is when you unlock equipment and, like, find something that will help you identify more items. Uh, and then, like, in the basically, like, post-post game when you unlock, like, weapon crafting. But You that's... unlock weapon crafting after the first credit sequence. <laughs> yeah, but you can't craft any weapons until you until the second credit sequence. I made a weapon for Gawain as soon as I beat Arthur. I I made two weapons for Lancelot and then I beat the game again and had not unlocked Okay, the cut all of this out yeah. up to the point where Isaiah said weapon crafting because that's just a different spot on like, it, yeah. we we're going to put it at the end of this anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> just rewind that for a minute. Yeah, so I'll say, uh, for the most part, identif item identification is something that sort of feeds into itself. And, uh, no, you know what I will say? Because I'm pretty sure some of the things you can unlock from item identification is movies that are tips on how to get five stars on certain stages. That's not I'm pretty item sure that's how, the, how those are unlocked. I don't think that's through item identification. I think that's just through beating certain levels. Oh, is that true? Yeah, I'm not sh I was kind of confused about it myself, but I don't think it's particular items being identified that does that. I do know for sure that when you get the Arthurian legend books, those directly relate to things in the gallery. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but to me, it just seemed like when you got a bad score, you got those movies unlocked. <laughs> uh, but I could be totally wrong. It's literally, you did so bad, we're going to tell you how to do it good. Yeah, and I also only remember getting them for the first few levels. Yeah. Are there do you know if there are more? Well, I know for sure there is one for the final boss. Uh there actually I think there's one for every boss except for the first Lancelot fight. 
Okay, I never got any of those, and I grinded Gawain for a little while to try and get five stars. Uh, I this these are ten year old memories, but I remember going through. Oh, this was like, not this run. Yeah, I okay. I never actually went through that menu this run, but as a kid, I was like, oh Wait. man, that's how you do it. Are you telling me you never checked the gallery during this? <laughs> no, okay. I did the the emblem edi editor for a bit, but I didn't have very many options at the time. Yeah, but the other thing that you can do through level like through just playing the level well is that you will get stars and you will get followers. And those are completely unrelated to the item identification system, which, as I mentioned, is kind of just cyclical in itself. Yeah. But some of the items that you get will allow you to get more points by doing certain things, and then levels themselves have a point total that you have to reach to get five stars. It's kind of... It's the first time that I think we've seen a star rating system as opposed to a letter grade-based system in a Sonic game. Yeah. But I kind of like it, because the stars relate directly to another system that we'll talk about in a little bit, but also the higher your star count, the more likely you are to get rare items in the identification process. And then oh, is also, that yes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't Why know. I kept getting the same items over and over. I don't know if you have to get five stars to get certain rare items or not, but I do know they're way more likely to appear. For example, I got five stars on, I think it's the first level that you have Caliburn in. It's mm -hmm. the one where you have to fight the dragon at the end, and you're mostly just swinging yeah. at targets. But I didn't realize that blocking the hogs got you more points than jumping over them. And once I did learn <laughs> that, after playing that level like seven times, <laughs> I got the donut for the first time ever, and I got two of them after I got five stars. And for the, like, dozen other four-star runs that I had, I did not see a donut. All right. So <clears throat> I do think that there are ones that are locked behind your star rating. And then also, if you do well, you get followers. And you'll always get followers even if you lose a level. But if you do well, you get, you know, exponentially more. And each individual mission that you have has a maximum amount of followers that you can get from that one mission. So you have to play them several times to, you know, get the full value out of it. But what these followers do is they act as a sort of secondary level up system. And you get different titles from getting a certain milestone number of followers. And I don't yeah. think that has a ton of gameplay ramifications, but I do think it gives you it gives you something, but I, I just can't. I'm, I'm pretty sure it gives you more emblem customization. I uh, think that you also get emblem customization just from getting five stars on certain missions, though. That, oh man. I, I mean, there it's, could just be multiple ways to unlock, you know, some of these items. If, if you're not interested in online play, which I, when I played it as a kid, wasn't even aware that was a thing, and now that I'm an adult, it's far too late for that. <laughs> um, the followers don't seem to do anything other than another progress bar for you to feel good about, like, getting through. I think the titles give you something, I think, but I just can't remember what it is for the life of me. And it's been so long since I actually leveled that up, because after the first two times it happens, it takes many, many, many plays of levels oh, to get yeah. enough followers to rank it up. Well, it's, I mean, I think, I think the system intends for you to, I mean, obviously the system intends for you to grind the same stage over and over, because that's the only way to max out the followers. Um... But, but that's I actually it, the least efficient way to get more followers because playing new levels gets you more. Like, you'll get 30 the first time you do it and then 15 the second, even if you get the same score. That's true. So, it's weird. Sorry, go ahead with what you were saying. But, like, you know, the, there's a system of I'm going to get 
a random like list of items to identify and I'm going to get a score and I might do better or worse on this score and then uh, I'll get a certain amount of followers and I'm gonna play this stage not necessarily over and over but like I'm gonna play it a couple times until I'm happy with my like the amount of stars that I got at the very least and I'll have amassed a bunch of followers in the meantime or maybe this stage is where like a rare item is so I need to play this stage over and over to get uh, that item uh, and in the meantime the stars that you get uh, will sort of accumulate in this this system uh, there's a there's a system called style proficiency uh, which is when you have a choice between three different styles you start with uh, actually zero unlocked I think um, but then you unlock one pretty quickly uh, and they're essentially different like there's they're different like passive bonuses that Sonic has has access to uh, and you start with the balance style and you unlock the power style and the speed style and those styles can each sort of level up and whenever they level up you'll gain more passive abilities that sort of make Sonic like a little bit better like his max speed or his acceleration will will increase and stuff like that yeah they also took it feels to me the system of the rings from Sonic and the Circuit Rings, where you added yeah. a bunch of these random effects, and you had a like max cap on how many of them you could have, and they just bundled that into something that's more streamlined. Yeah, for sure. And to I, me, it feels a lot better because I don't think this game is supposed to be very thought engaging. <laughs> this is a game where you waggle the stick and hold forward, and you have a great time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. There are more challenging parts of it, but those parts are challenging because of execution and not strategy, and that's kind of what I like about it. I definitely, like, I don't know about you guys, but as soon as I unlocked the speed style, I was like, that's the only style I'm playing. Interesting. For me, as soon as I unlocked those two, I tried them for a little bit, and I thought to myself, wow, I don't have access to any of the things that made it easier <laughs> because I've been playing the game for so long before now. Because you unlocked that roughly halfway through the game and the game is short but yeah you unlock it at a point where you've already leveled up your what what is the term is it just like knight style it's knight proficiency yeah i well no i mean the term for the one that you start with is it just oh knight? it's uh uh cavalier style no cavalier is the speed style okay yeah yeah yeah. because that's the it implies uh, that sonic is riding a horse even though he's not <laughs> right i'm trying to remember it's, it's well, not paladin style is it it might actually one of be. them is paladin style well, then it's Paladin style and Cavalier style and Knight style. We'll just go with Knight style for now, even though that sounds yeah. weird. We'll, we'll call it Balance style. Is it Chivalry? Hmm. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think there's two Cs. Like, two C styles. Yeah. Anyway, the basic one, you will have leveled up at least seven times before you unlock the other ones. And That's true. Well, I, for me, it was more like four times, but it's still enough for, the, for I, that to be a significant downgrade. I don't... Did you, Were you just only playing levels once? Uh, yeah. Okay, then that makes sense. But either way, it'll be more leveled up than the other two. So if you're continuing along the difficulty curve, it doesn't make any sense to me why would you would ever switch to the other two because it'll just be a strict downgrade in what you're capable of doing. Yeah. And to me, that felt really bad. So the way I handled it was I kept using Night Style as I was progressing through the game after that point, and then whenever I went back to farm some things just because I wanted something easier to do as a break from the more challenging areas, that's when I started using the cavalry style and the 
paladin style, if that's what they are. I looked it up. It is paladin uh, cavalier. Cavalier? Let me look that up. Yeah, cavalier, and then knight is the balance one. That's got him. Knight is a terrible term for it. knight style. Is the is the balance one? All three of them are knight things, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh goodness. Yar. But yeah, that was my experience with the style proficiency system. But it is nice that there's several different rewards and layers for playing well throughout the whole level and not just not dying. Yeah. I do also like that it's like, yeah. So I got I got three stars on this level. Uh, which sucks, because I was going for five stars, and obviously I did not do it. Uh, however, it wasn't a waste, because I still got followers, and I still got, like, more stars for my proficiency. So I'm like, I don't feel like I just spent a lot of time to, to do poorly and get no rewards. So overall, do you guys feel like the the gameplay loop of this game is rewarding, if that makes any sense? Kind of. I think so. I think probably the... The possible issue with it is the way that I just, like, I look at the X out of 350 followers, and I'm like, well, I obviously have to play that stage until I'm at 350. Like, I'm like, I want to <laughs> max out weird way to look at the it. followers. Like, I don't, I'm not doing that. I haven't done that. But, like, that's what my brain tells me to do. Yeah, uh, I understand that. And I think it might actually be better if it didn't tell you about a stage's cap, if it was just like, oh yeah, you just you got followers because people really liked the that you did this this thing, and like that way it was there was a max amount of followers you could get, but that wasn't the goal to get to, you know, Whoa. it wasn't like a progress bar for each individual stage. And I know it doesn't appear as a bar, but that's I see a number out of a larger number, and I'm like, I want those two to meet. The thing I would need to know before even worrying about that, because I don't think even people who like to complete games as they go along would be inclined to just play the level until they have 305 followers on the tutorial. Oh, no. Like, I don't think that the game encourages that at all, other than just the, like, the Twitch response to seeing something out of something. And I'm wondering if you get a certain amount of followers, even if you don't have all of them, you fill that meter completely. And then they serve no purpose? Yeah, they, they serve no purpose. Well, no, I, I know that that would be the case if that happened. But what I'm <laughs> saying is, like, if you are not required for any reason in the game to get all of the followers, even if it would just be a title, like, then that negates the sort of issue here, I think. Yeah. If you can but get them is... just by playing all the levels a couple times, then I don't think there needs to be, like... A worry about do I have every single follower even for the sake of completion I, I guess it's just weird to me that they make that information so visible you know see you say that but I've also heard you make complaints about games that obfuscate information of any variety that's uh, uh, information that's important Mm. This information is clearly not important. This information is only like, okay, you can't get any more followers here, so stop trying to grind. Like, by now you should have already had all five stars, and you should have already gotten all the items, so stop playing the stage already. I've heard you ask me on several occasions what the luck stat does in any given RPG, and I feel like that is the kind of question that's That's because like, that's important. <laughs> it's not, though. It's usually important. 
No. It's if you okay in a game in which you get to choose what stat to increase and one of them is luck, I need to know what luck does, right? But you don't, because if you avoid it, you. I have never played an RPG that was balanced so that you required a even like medium luck stat. The luck stat is there for people who are crazy and curious. What if a high luck stat is secretly the meta? What do you mean the meta? I'm talking about single player games, you dill hole. The single player meta. You doorknob. The optimal strategy. You if you want to okay. break the game, you got to know what the luck stat. Okay, we yeah, got to move then on. you test it. <laughs> That's what it's there for. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> So this game kind of has, it's kind of divided into two halves. Uh, you, you've got, like, the first half, I, I, I mean, it kind of it tricks you into thinking that there's only one half, which is a weird way to say that. Uh, <laughs> so you have Sonic is transported to the uh, Knights of the Round Table universe. He gets a sword. Knights of the Round Table universe? Yeah. The, you term, th- the term that we usually use is Arthurian legend. Yeah. You fight you fight three bosses, which are uh, Lancelot, Gawain, and Percival, who all look like Sonic, uh, Knuckles, and no, not Sonic. <laughs> they all look like Sonic and yeah. Knuckles. They look like Shadow, Knuckles, and Blaze, respectively. And I I do think Blaze is a very interesting choice for that, uh, and also the best choice. Uh, I mean, they're all like rivals of Sonic. Like they're kind of pretty major rivals for like sort of different eras. Yeah. Although, I'm slightly upset that Shadow's the one you fight first. Uh, well, if you want a harder fight with Shadow, all you gotta do is beat the game twice, that is and not you unlock... What, that is not what Charlie said at all. Like, I just think from a thematic story's perspective, I think Gawain should be first, and maybe Percival second, and then Lancelot. Especially since Lancelot's like the... He's like really the second in command of the round table, right? Yeah, yeah. well, in Legend and even, it seems like in this universe, he seems to be the strongest of the three. Right. I think I think they describe Percival as the strongest of the three. When? In when Caliburn is like Sonic. <laughs> what? Can you do that voice again? Can you give me that voice again? <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. Sonic. <laughs> Sonic. No, that was way worse. Uh, but yeah, so Caliburn is definitely like be warned. He, uh, she's the most ferocious of the knights or whatever. I don't remember what he said. I feel like he ups them all, and Percival's fight is definitely the hardest, but Lancelot can teleport, so. Lancelot can teleport, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think maybe they kind of, like, front-loaded a little because they were like, yeah, so we got King Arthur, we got Lancelot, and we want people to experience both of those pretty early to make sure that they stay interested because those are the only two names anyone knows from Arthurian legend. Anyone in this case being 10-year-olds. <laughs> the the way I would want it done is it's Gawain because Knuckles is the first rival that Sonic had that was an animal, and then yeah. Shadow because Shadow was kind of the second major rival that Sonic had that was an animal, and then Percival because Blaze was the third major rival that Sonic had that was an animal. Yeah, honestly, I think I think that sequence would have made a lot of sense. But Charlie's also does make sense when he says like when he's talking about the thematics of it. But yeah. No matter what, the way they ordered it in the game doesn't feel right. Yeah. Uh, but so then you fight King Arthur. Again. Uh, 
Yeah. And then uh, once once you beat him, the credits roll because because he's the final boss. Except for just kidding, another cutscene starts, and it turns out that the person who summoned you was actually the real bad guy. Merlina is you, her name. Merlina is her name, and keeping the kingdom from dissolving by, I want to say making everybody immortal, but that can't be right. That's not what she does. She just makes a castle explode. She says, I will make this kingdom eternal, and then she talks about how much death sucks. And yeah, I think she's making herself immortal from what I could tell. Because she I was fine so. with terrorizing the townsfolk with her demons. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, and then uh, Sonic and then the three knights have to team up to work together, and you get to play as them, which is <laughs> rad. Uh, and then after the final boss, the credits roll a second time, and neither times are the credits skippable. Which I'm still mad about. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think we needed to go into too much more detail about the final boss though, because that's definitely way further past the like it play time for Charlie and I. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I could have gotten there if the levels weren't so infuriating. If you so if you don't play any side content, you could probably beat this game in like two to four hours. Disagree. Hard disagree. If you speed run this game for a living, you could do that. But there is no way in <laughs> hell that someone who is new to this game is beating it in two hours. That's fair. Yeah, if you're if you're new to the game, you're not going to beat it in two hours. Even if you are streamlining. And if you are streamlining, then you're going to have an even harder time because you will not be leveled up. <laughs> That's also fair. But, yeah. I'd, I'd say that in general it's super neat when you beat the boss and they kick you out to the menu and then you hop back in and there's a red node on the map because that's the first yeah. time you've ever seen that. And those red nodes just signify levels that can be played by any character. But you don't realize that until you go into that node and it shows you the twist story and then, you know, all of the knights yeah. get together and you're having a good time. Honestly, I think it's a it's a pretty cool, like, twist experience. Yeah, it's fine. Especially, I mean, especially as Steven said with the with the red node, it, like, there's a lot of, like, oh, snap, like, there's more, and here's a whole new cutscene to show off how more there is, you know? Yeah. I think they did really good, specifically with the red node of showing you, hey, there's something here that wasn't here last time, because if there was just an area that said new on it, there's an entire, an entirely too real possibility that you have a bunch of different areas that say new on them because side quests unlock all the time. Yeah. But because it says new and there's a red node and it's a spot that you haven't been, it's very enticing. All of the all of the nodes that you have access to in the first half of the game are blue and all the ones you unlock in the second half are red. Uh, and in the red ones, you can play as all four characters. Uh, and I kind of think it it sucks a little bit that you can't replay old stages with the new characters. I think it makes sense because those stages are kind of designed with Sonic in mind. Yeah. It would be but like asking to play a Sonic stage in SA2B as like Knuckles or Eggman. But I don't think I don't think these characters change like the gameplay that much that the stages Knuckles break. can glide? Kind of. Oh no, he can very much so glide. He can go he can, farther than Sonic can. He can, can go by very doing far gliding. Yeah. But there's, I mean, there's not that much platforming in the early stages. No, but there are rails that you could just glide over and it would break it. And then if they did the thing where while you're gliding they suddenly just put you on the rail, that would suck. So it would feel bad. That's true. So I think that the ability for Gawain to, sorry, I called him Knuckles earlier. The ability for Gawain to glide <laughs> would really hurt the feeling of playing those levels to me. Okay. 
Because either it just wouldn't work right, or to make it work right, they would have to not let you do it. And that's the worst part of playing Knuckles in any 3D Sonic game, is when you cannot climb on things and glide. Luckily, there's already climbing. Exactly. And he does it better. It's really cool. Mm, that's a segue, isn't it? <laughs> sure. I it, it is if it is in your heart. Well, nothing's in my heart except my heart. Well, no, your heart, your heart is your heart. The blood is what's inside your heart. It's the well, blood, Well, let's not make things complicated. <laughs> so as we've established, there are other characters in this game. And I, I'm not. I'm going to talk about some tertiary characters before we talk about the ones to play as. Because you got Tails as a blacksmith who's just to make you Caliburn. But he doesn't make you Caliburn. He fixes Caliburn because he's all blunt and stuff. Yeah, he gives him a shave. <laughs> because it's a talking story. Because Caliburn is a character. He talks to you. He's like, I am Caliburn. I'm secretly not Caliburn because I turn into a different sword. Spoilers. Is is his Caliburn voice better or worse than mine? I don't. I don't know. I haven't heard yours. You did. He said Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what I did. Didn't really make an impression on me. Sorry. Yeah, that's well, it was obviously. Very very bad. <laughs> Sonic. Yours was better. I don't remember Caliburn's voice very well though because I was largely not paying attention to the voice acting in this game? You must find the truth. They they banter a lot during gameplay, but it surprisingly never annoyed me. Yeah, because you don't have to hear Tails' screeching voice from heroes. They also yeah. have a ton of different lines. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in, uh, in the stages with the different characters, like, all of the characters react to the environment, which is very interesting. Yeah, and it's typically unique. I don't remember them saying a lot of things. Even though sometimes you'll run through a similar environment, they'll say different things each time. Like, if you've already, you know, whacked the pillars and made bridges for yourself, or if you've already read the minecarts, rode the minecarts, rode the minecarts, then they'll say different things about the... No, it's definitely rode. Alright. It's gotta be rode, right? If you've already sure. ridden... Because you're, ri if you're you ridden... Read. Like, you're ridden with, like, rats or something. You're ridden or your with bed, guilt as well. You're bedridden. You're not like <laughs> the car wasn't okay. ridden to the to the store. <laughs> right. All right. Past tense verbs aside. <laughs> they say a different thing. There's also Amy as Nimu Lady of the Lake, who just kind of has Sonic go through trials before he fights Arthur. Yeah, and then also she shows up again after you realize that Merlin is a bad guy, and she acts all wise and shit, but if she knew what was going on, why did she let Merlina tell you to kill <laughs> King Arthur? Yeah. King Arthur's the Black Knight, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, And that's why Sonic is actually King Arthur, but only in allegory. They right. They reveal that Sonic is, is the true King Arthur because Caliburn chose him... And also, Arthur was an illusion anyway, so his sword wasn't real. Well, no, he had the scabbard. Yeah, he never had he the had, sword. He had the scabbard Very of Excalibur. Because cool. Caliburn is Excalibur, and he had the scabbard. Plus, in the boss fight, he says, Roar, Death Caliburn. Well, no, he doesn't say Caliburn, he just says Caliburn. No, he says Death Caliber. Yeah. yeah. Right. You put an in on the end. I it, just, I think it's very interesting for Nimue specifically, because, like, she is speaking in a way that Amy would never, so you actually get to hear, like, the voice actress's chops more. Yeah. And I was laughing because, like, when you find that villager, and, like, wow, they just reused Amy's voice actress, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> that is just <laughs> Nimue in disguise. It's a good bit. Yeah, she's tricky. Yeah. <laughs> she's tricky! 
Dude, she's pulling the. I'm pretty sure that she's pulling all of the strings because she clearly, at least, acted very good at seeming to have known what was going on. So you what know you're saying what is that this was all just a ploy for Amy to get Sonic. Here's the. This is that's actually true because the she needed things to happen the in the exact order they happened in order for everyone to realize that Sonic was the true King Arthur. Yeah. That was her plan all along, was to throne Sonic. It's it's wild. It definitely seems like no matter what, Sonic is has no agency in this universe. <laughs> yeah. He's like the Shadow the Hedgehog of this universe, because everyone is telling him what to do, and he just kind of keeps listening to them. <laughs> there's, there's a bit where, like, Merlina is explaining her motivations, and Sonic is like, I have no idea what you're talking about, and also shut up. And she's like, you don't understand anything. And he's like, no, I don't. And then you fight her. Well, no, I mean, but before that, he's like, just does whatever she says. Before all of that, (laughs) she explains her motivations at the beginning of the game. And he's like, I don't care. And then he does what she says. It's, it's goofy. Uh, I will say, so neither of you guys beat the game, right? Uh, I mean, I've beaten it before. So after, after you, after this credits are done a second time, there's a final cutscene, which is the book closing, and Sonic is explaining to Amy uh, that he got sucked into a book and had to had to save the world, or maybe destroy it, I'm not quite sure, and Amy is like, you're just making this up because you forgot about our date. <laughs> I do I, remember I think this sequence. That I think that's a very good bit. I also like that it seems Sonic and Amy have progressed to actually dating in the current <laughs> they canon. Are- they are officially dating as of this game because he, they had a date, whether he attended in, or not. Even in Unleashed, it seems like Sonic cares about Amy more than he previously did. Because he he's clearly doesn't want her to see him like this, which I don't yeah. think is the way that, you know, Sonic CD Sonic or Sonic Adventure <laughs> Sonic would have reacted. Yeah. All right. We got to go into the, the meat and potatoes of characters because we've got... Uh, Sir Percival and Sir Lancelot and Sir Gawain who become playable characters in like the last stretch of the game which is cool. I would have played this game a lot sooner had I known I could do that. <laughs> they they didn't want you to know. Like they they deliberately made you think the game was just from start to the Arthur fight. They hid that yeah. there were three other playable characters. I think Percival's the best controlling one. I wish Shadow was better. I mean, I wish Lancelot was better, but his jump attack is kind of weird. But Percival's just a straight, like, stab, and I like that. I think think that Percival has the most interesting set of skills, but in terms of actually good controls, I think Sonic beats all of them. Yeah. I mean, sure, but, like... If your goal is to get to the end of the level, Sonic is the one to pick. (laughs) There was, like, I I played as all of the, the characters for a while before eventually being like, no, Sonic's just better than them. Like, I think part of the reason the second half of the game has such a steep difficulty curve is because now you have to figure out new characters, but the levels are harder, and so, like, your skill is lower while the difficulty's higher, and that's, like, that just sucks. Yeah, that's why, like I said, I got... I just ended up getting way too cozy with the Knight style and the Sonic style, and I had put all of my time into both learning those and my experience into both of those, that there was no point for me to switch other than just variety sick. Yeah. I will say, while you're playing as a different character, you are still gaining proficiency in one of Sonic's styles. I didn't know that. always nice. 
Yeah, so if you wanted to like increase the paladin or uh, the other one style, uh, you could just play as a different character and like be like, yeah, I like this character and I'm getting Sonic stronger in the background. Amazing pro tips. Yeah. What did you think of the different soul charges? I was just about to say, I forgot to talk about Soul Surge in the like basic gameplay. Is it Soul uh, it's okay, I forgot about it half the time in the gameplay too, so I forgot what it looked like for Percival and Gawain, because very, I only used it for Lancelot. Very briefly, you have a soul charge meter at the bottom uh, that whenever you collect red fairies, which by the way, the fairies look like Chow. I don't know if either of you guys yeah, noticed this. Yeah, I saw. They're, they're just little Chow heads with wings. And they're very, very tiny. Yeah. But So whenever you collect uh, red Chow fairies, you, you increase more of the drive. A ton of other things do it, too. That's true. I think defeating enemies does it. Yes, defeating enemies does it. Also, running does it for Shadow, or rather Lancelot. I don't know if it does it for Sonic. But also, avoiding attacks from King Arthur does it, and attacking <laughs> yeah. King Arthur's laser balls does it. It's There's all kinds of weird stuff that gently fills the meter. But basically, at a certain point in the level, you realize that your meter is half full, and if you're the type to want to use it, you'll then use it. Yeah. And you can hit B to basically enter a mode where time is slow, and there's like uh, a what what is it called? There's a there's like a reticle. A motion blur. Oh, a reticle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's on, only if on you're an near enemy. an enemy. Yeah, if you're near an enemy, I should say. If you're without... not near an enemy, you can just do it and then run very quickly. Uh, so it's kind of like a weird boost. It's really reminiscent of Shadows super like good super in shadow the hedgehog where that's true last yeah. obstacles and stuff really fast in fact when you're playing as lancelot it is literally he is floating through like he's hovering above the ground the same way and he glows blue the way that you do when you're using the good super it's the same move yeah uh and if you time it perfectly you won't lose any meter uh when you're doing the attack um i and think that you should restart that thought from the reticle explanation <laughs> yeah so on the like uh there's a reticle above like in front of an enemy and if you swing your sword you'll do an attack and time will move slow enough that it's like uh it, it's kind of like bullet time i guess um yeah and if you and if you time your attack properly you won't lose any meter in the process like the the meter at the bottom will freeze you'll lose some you can't do it yeah. infinitely but every every third attack you actually gain meter back so if you if you time it exactly perfectly, you can stay the same. I did not experience that. Is that something that you get as you level up the proficiency? It's something like it's like I haven't confirmed it, but I'm pretty oh, sure okay. if you're more or less frame perfect, it'll it'll work out that way. I didn't notice any drastic difference between timing it one way or the other other than that if you time it early, obviously it spends less just because you're spending less time in the animation. Yeah, but I was never able to do it infinitely. Uh, I will say uh, during during the final boss, you can literally do it infinitely. Well, that's a different uh, that's, thing. Entirely. That is, it's like a different game mode. <laughs> that is a seventh character that you get access to. I do actually need to complain about the final boss for a second. Don't no, uh, there none of us, none of us besides you played the final boss, and it's, we never it's relevant. told anyone that we'd be playing the final boss during this game. It's relevant to me as a person. I need to express it. You oh, can cut this boy. part out if you think the audience doesn't need to hear it, but I need to share with you two, my friends, my final boss experience. <laughs> okay. Go you ahead. can hit you can hit A and Z to like do a dodge roll to the left and right, uh, but you you guys know I'm left-handed. 
I hold the Wii Remote in my left hand. The A button makes you dodge to the right. So, like... I still never quite understood why you did it that way because you've played so many games where the thumbstick is on the left like all video game controllers besides the Wii one make you play it the way that you would it's just like the Wii remote you gotta hold in your dominant hand that's just how it goes but but you've always used your left thumb to use a control stick yeah it sucks <laughs> it doesn't you I just mean, gotta hold you gotta hold the Wii remote in your left in your dominant hand or else it doesn't feel right you gotta hold the Wii remote in your left hand or else it doesn't feel right. I guess fair enough. I've I've, I've tried switching it up and it like feels wrong. But yeah, so the the <laughs> the dodge rolls being relegated to to those two buttons are for two different directions for dodge rolls messed me up a bunch. But like, how would you fix that? I would have it so that if you're pressing to the left or right and you hit a dodge roll button, it dodges you in the direction of the direction you're holding. Just like in every game where there's one dodge roll button. Yeah, but. It's better to have the two because then you can move in a direction and then dodge immediately the other way without having to switch. Yeah, it's better slide. for righties. I don't know. No, it's better for everyone, no matter what. You just have to get used to yours being inverted. There are people who play with inverted control schemes all the time. Yeah, but that's because they have the option. I can't remap those two things. Okay. The reason it's better is because you can have full range of movement and then also at any given time dodge the way that you want to without having to switch where the control stick is so it reduces the input time my point is i'm mad i get it <laughs> i will right, say guys. uh lancelot's <laughs> soul surge is just teleporting and and hitting people and i love it yeah chaos control uh also uh sir percival's uh soul charge is like doing that spinny fire thing and then instead of a reticle appearing you can just walk into enemies and they die yeah, and Gawain's is that he throws his axes like boomerangs, which is not a Knuckles thing. It's just really cool. <laughs> I love that the, the, everyone else's is character-specific, and then Gawain is just like, a throw. So in this game, there's a couple of references to Sonic being the Knight of the Wind. That's the name of a song that's pretty important to the game. And then also, after your fight with Percival... Percival gives Sonic the title Knight of the Wind. And no, it's then... uh, Caliburn gives gives him the title. No, she gives him the title. No, you're right. She does. He just makes it official. Yeah. He makes it Facebook official. Yeah. But for, for one thing, it seems like Percival and Sonic get shipped by the writers for a second. <laughs> which is pretty weird. But then Sonic, like plays it perfectly because Caliburn is like it's time to go everybody or he says something to imply that there's something else important and then Sonic at like asks if he's jealous and then it turns the whole situation into like something funny and in character for everyone involved mm -hmm. because then Caliburn just roasts Sonic back and then they get you know they get back to business but I think that that's a really good highlight of Sonic and Caliburn's relationship where Caliburn just roasts Sonic a lot but in the <laughs> end he knows that Sonic has potential there's a lot of, like, they kind of roast each other a lot. Yeah. And I, I think at the beginning, it's, like, genuinely... They, they do the bit where they don't like each other, and then they warm up to each other, but we don't really see the extremes of that. We just see them being kind of mean to each other, and then for the rest of the game, whenever they're mean, uh, they both seem to think it's funny. I think that Sonic likes Caliburn right away. Hmm. Because he uses him, and Sonic, as he mentions... <laughs> Only his only master is the wind, and then later on he says, 
I have one other master, it's Wim, and I think Night of the Wim would be an amazing title. But like, <laughs> Sonic makes it clear during this game that he doesn't care what anyone says. It, which is weird, because he does what they say, but he just does it by like slamming his face into the wall as hard as possible. <laughs> there's, there's a bit at the end where people are like, Sonic, why are you doing this? And he goes, sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't answer the question at all. <laughs> but if, like, that was his method and he didn't like Calibur at all, wouldn't he just, like, toss him aside and then keep running? <laughs> That's true, yeah. So I think he likes Calibur, and he also likes making Calibur angry because he likes him. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have a good rapport. Like, about a quarter of the way through the game, their banter became very endearing to me. Yeah. And then, by the Percival segment, I think that those three characters interacting is perfect. Yeah. And then, the only other thing that I think is worth noting here, in regards to the characters, is that Gawain tries to kill himself, and <laughs> he, he does. doesn't mince words about it. There, There is not, like, they're not trying to hide the fact that he's trying to kill himself. In this Sonic the Hedgehog-ass game, that is rated E, 10 and up, a person that looks a whole lot like Knuckles takes a sword to his neck, and Sonic has to stop him from killing himself. It's, it's like, pretty messed up. It's super intense! <laughs> It's so, like, it's casual? Yeah. Yeah, they don't, like, play it up at all. It, which I think is kind of cool, because it implies that this is just the way things are, and that makes Sonic seem like a fish out of water. And Caliburn is even like, why'd you stop him? <laughs> like, Yeah, why did you... <laughs> but also, like, I, I think it works for, like, Sonic's favor later, when everybody just kind of realizes that they like him a lot. Yeah. And they're think, like, well, maybe maybe not serving a an undead king until your own untimely demise. Uh maybe maybe your situation is better than ours. Yeah, a theme that Sonic always pre presents as well is that being a knight is more than just serving a king, which I think is cool. Yeah. Because for those three it means that they also have to serve their kingdom. But for Sonic it means that he doesn't have to listen to anybody as long as he knows what he thinks is right. Yeah. Okay, guys, Black Knight, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, I guess I'll give it a thumbs up. It's definitely better than Secret Rings. Oh, for sure. It does get infuriating. Yeah, it's... But yeah. what Sonic game doesn't? I'd call it a waggle simulator, for sure. Oh, like uh, <laughs> Sonic Unleashed, right? Well, the, the thing that's <laughs> tricky about the second half of the game is that the homing attack swing just stops working. Well, it still works. Yeah, and but it's, it's not very as well. harmful when the bridges are collapsing, like every <laughs> five feet. Yeah, that'll do it. I think the yeah. bigger problem is that s s the Soul Surge stops working. Yeah, that's true. Because Soul yeah. Surge used to be this tool that you could use to rip through levels really fast whenever you're at a hard part, but they start making ledges and jumps, and when you hit those with the Soul Surge, you either stop and have to deal with them, or you just shoot into the abyss below. <laughs> There are also some sections uh, in Molten Mine specifically where you just go half the level without a checkpoint. Yeah. And that it sucks. Rough. But I think the other fun note is that if you just want a waggle simulator and you stop at the first credit scene, nothing in this game is like insurmountable. <laughs> yeah. And the boss fight at the end is like just hard enough that you could convince yourself it was the final boss of a game that's just easy. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good game. I like it. It's fine enough. I can understand why people like this game. 
I think the main reason I like it is because they gave Sonic the Hedgehog a fucking sword. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is way better than giving Shadow a gun, right? No, it's, it's good in a different way. Okay, I'll you accept that answer. We need to give Shadow his gun, but if Shadow had a if, gun in if, this game... <laughs> if Sir Lancelot had a gun... Sonic's like, here, I'll show you, and Shadow, then Lancelot just shoots him in the head. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> It'd be hilarious, right? It'd be pretty also, good. Also, I have to say, I actually really like uh, Shadow's voice actor, sorry, Lancelot's voice actor in this game, because <laughs> they do the bit where the characters talk the way the, the Sonic characters don't talk, right? But like, wait, they no, still have... that sentence was confusing. You should say okay. that they talk like they're in Old England. <laughs> yes, they they talk like they are Arthurian characters, right? There you go. Uh, which which is a good bit, but they still have the characters that they are. They still have their respective Sonic characters' personalities. Yeah, the source material is reflected in these representations. And so Shadow will edgily, angrily shout something, but it'll be like, like fancier, and I'm <laughs> so into it every time. He also holds his sword backwards. Yeah, because <laughs> he's got to be that edgy. He's just got to be a step more edgy than everyone else. It's but so I do think dumb. also, I do think also like each character has a different style of fighting, even though that's literally not how knights work. Uh, Sonic has the classic, I hold a sword and I swing it. That's it. No, uh, not even, though, because they make a whole ton of points about how Sonic's swordplay is incredibly sloppy, but he just makes up for it in sheer speed. So he's just, like, whipping across the screen <laughs> back and forth. That is not how real knights fight. No, no, you're right. Uh, but, like, uh, Lancelot holds, holds his sword backwards. Uh, Gawain has two swords that he, like, one hands. And which they're I also guess just axes. They're yeah, like they're axes. axes. <laughs> and then uh, Percival uh, fences. Yeah. I'd say Percival is the most knight-like. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, and then also she sets herself on fire. Yeah. Also, she's like the first cool Sonic lady that we've had in a main <laughs> series game for years. Yeah. Like Amy has gotten hard nerfed all over the place. <laughs> but Percival is... just shows up and is like the hardest of the you just slam your face into the bosses. And she's got all the coolest powers, and like Charlie said, she can fly through the air, like, pointing her sword forward. She's very cool. Honestly, uh, Blaze with a sword is way cooler to me than Sonic with a sword. I like... I would like everyone to have a sword. <laughs> if it were my world. <laughs> would you... I mean, would you like every... Do you just want Sonic to be Dynasty Warriors? Are, are you Sonic saying Warriors. that as if that's clearly not what I want? I don't know. I'm asking you the question, aren't I? All I want to see is Gamma, but he just has a spear, and it's just oh, a yeah. robot in <laughs> midi. And I'd rather just have. I'd rather just have like a, a retractable harpoon, or just guns in medieval Europe. <laughs> just running around <laughs> shooting dudes. Can you imagine Gamma just in this game? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, let's let's uh let's wrap plug this. it in. Yeah, plug it in. Plug it up. You can find the No Spin Dash Zone on Twitter, at No Spin Dash Zone, and you can send your emails to the email account, nospindashzone at gmail.com. We will read them. You That's will true. be seen. Don't worry. Yeah. Your don't, voice will be heard. Don't think you were alone in this, in this cruel world. We are here. We will read the words that you send to us. <laughs> and in that way, we have formed a deep connection. Where can they find you, Isaiah? 
Uh, that's a good question. They can find me on Twitter at Isaiah Games. That's I-S-I-A-H Games. They can also follow the other podcast that I'm in, which is an actual play podcast uh, set in the world of Kingdom Hearts called Kingdom Hearts A Forgotten Era. Uh, there's more than one world in Kingdom Hearts, Isaiah. That's the point. Set in the worlds um, of Kingdom actually... Hearts. <laughs> uh, Charlie, where they, where can they find you? Uh, nowhere. I don't exist. <laughs> Boom. All right. Well, if you did exist, where would they be able to find you? Theoretically, if I existed, you could follow me at Draws Charlie, where <laughs> I probably draw, but I don't know because I don't exist. The real oh, Charlies were the friends we made along the way. If only such a Twitter existed. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway, have a spinulator. Have a spinulator. Dude, don't forget to Night of the Wind. We'd like to thank the LAG Radio Network for hosting our show on platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and lots more. If you enjoyed our show, you can find the rest of what the LAG Radio Network has to offer by searching for the LAG Radio Network on any of these platforms.